Hello, folks. Welcome back to Circle of the Sewer. We got episode six here with Joe Christofferson. How are we doing? What's up? How are we doing, everybody? Uh, With a lot to cover. NFL just keeps cooking, as always. Um, But yeah, how how you been, Joe? I am doing well. Uh, it just keeps getting crazier and crazier every time I see it with what's going on in the NFL and NHL. So, yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been a week and we've already Crazy had a bunch to talk days, about. Yeah. So, yeah, seven I've been days. doing well. Good, good. How's uh, how's the Minnesota weather? Is it cold? Yeah, it's about 35 degrees here. It snowed today. Did it really? It did snow. Oh, that's right. My mom sent me a picture of it. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so it's snowing here, but uh, excited to, I'll be in your neck of the woods in Arizona. Arizona next That's week, right. so excited That's to get right. some warm weather out there. But how's the how's AZ treating you? Oh, it's unreal. Sunny every day. I probably look pretty tan. Uh, Haley was just here this weekend, so we uh, laid out in the sun a little bit. Got to hang out with her, so that was awesome. Nice. But uh, yeah, well, we can uh, let's get into it. Um, I would say the the biggest news in breaking today. Um, we're recording this on March twenty third. Um, Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. Um, initial thoughts for you, Joe. Crazy. Can't believe that happened. I always thought he was going to be a chief for the rest of his career. Uh, I was kind of ticked off too when I saw the reports that he was maybe also going to go to the New York Jets. So I was kind of hoping that was going to happen, but ultimately he ends up in Miami going to the Dolphins. So yeah, pretty crazy to see him do that. I don't really know what's going on with Kansas City now. It looks like Juju Smith-Schuster. We can dive into that, but it's going to be the wide receiver one heading into Kansas city, but yeah, right. it was nuts. So I think it was just kind of, he couldn't get a contract figured out. Is that what it was in Kansas city? And then they it just were like, money, yeah. got to trade you. And now he's the highest paid wide receiver of all time. So it's going to be a I mean, lot different offense for Kansas city. And it's for the dolphins too. Um, you know, it, it, you know, Jalen Waddle being the wide receiver one there previously is never really, I mean, he's kind of got, this shorter route tree, I would say, not as much of a downfield threat, but Tyreek Hill is kind of like the fly guy, I guess, you know, and the, the joke's always been that Mahomes just kind of throws it up to him, but it'll be interesting to see with Tua is more of a, he's been pretty accurate the past year, but more of a, uh, I feel like a, a, a short ball thrower than he is more of a downfield thrower. So it'll be interesting to see how Tyreek fits in that offense, but good for him for getting the bag, but um yeah, wow! I didn't see that happening. I feel like it all kind of came out of nowhere too. I saw the, I saw the the notification on my phone that Tyreek Hill wanted a trade, and then all of a sudden it was like an hour later he was going to Miami. Yeah, that was quick. Um, it was quick, uh, but yeah, I think I think Kansas City's and also this past week since we recorded the last episode, Juju to the Chiefs, which I thought was going to be an unreal with Tyreek, Juju, Kelsey, like that whole passing game was going to be next level. Now it's just Juju and Kelsey, which isn't bad, but I don't know. It feels like maybe the chiefs are looking to draft a wide receiver. Now they have the picks 29 and 30 and back to back um, in the first round. So there's a, I feel like this offensive weapons class is, is mostly wide receivers over running backs. So it feels like, they could be targeting one of those younger wide receivers to, to fill in for Tyreek. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, shocking. Good for him getting paid. Does this change at all? How you feel about Miami? Well, kind of just going into that, man. I mean, I feel like this is like with Tua, he has to do well this year. Like they're giving him everything he needs to be successful. Cause they got 
that lineman I saw too, Trent Armstead, I believe yep. from the Saints is like one of the best offensive line too. So they add him, they get Tyreek. You have Jalen Waddle. You have all these pieces around Tua. Like he needs to step step up this year. And if he doesn't, I feel like kind of with how we've seen the NFL being this year, everyone's kind of being very aggressive for that quarterback. I feel like if he doesn't step up this upcoming year, they're definitely going to try to get rid of him or trade for someone too. It's weird to see that. Like I like imagine because Deshaun went to the Browns a couple of days ago. I feel like Deshaun would have been such a good fit to Miami if he would have just waited a week, saw the news with Tyreek. I feel like the Dolphins would be unreal if you had Deshaun Watson that team. So I don't, I don't know what really is going on, but yeah. The team's but don't you think that part see. of part of them not getting Deshaun Watson led them to be able to pay Tyreek Hill? True. Deshaun was asking for a lot. Yeah, there's no way they would have been able to pay for Tyreek and Deshaun, which that makes sense. So yeah, back to my point. I just I don't know. This is a make or break year for Tua. I for sure. I are you a believer a weird, in Tua? It has, it has been a weird going into that narrative around two in general, I feel like he's, he definitely hasn't been, I guess what people thought he was when they saw him at Alabama and thought he was going to be the next, you know, great quarterback, but he also hasn't been like that bad in my opinion. Like, I feel like he got a lot of hate at the early beginning of the season. Like he had to play through all the early Deshaun Watson rumors to Miami and like played pretty well. And they, and they, what, I think they had an eight game winning streak. Yeah, at some point, seven. Like, I think, or no, they lost the first seven games, and then they won, and then the, won the next, next seven. seven. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, the first seven games is tough, but it's not like the Dolphins' roster last year was anything incredible. You know, he had a rookie Jalen Waddle, no real running back besides. Like, I mean, Gaskins, all right, an okay offensive line, nothing great. And the defense was, I guess, arguably they're probably their strong suit. Um, as of Brian Flores was their coach last year, and he's definitely a defensive minded coach, but. Now you kind of have those offensive weapons. Uh, you got the new coach in there, the new uh, young offensive-minded coach too. So it'll be it'll be interesting what he does with Tua, and now Tyreek and Waddle, and and they do have an explosive offense. So I'll be curious to see how that turns out for the Dolphins. Um, you think they'll be better than New England? Man, I don't know. I maybe it's it's hard to bet against the Patriots, but. I think I'd still take the Pats, Bills, Pats. At, I mean, whatever. definitely Bills, definitely Bills. But a couple podcasts ago, we thought the Dolphins were going to be last. I mean, I, obviously with the Armstead and adding Terry Kill, that changes things. But but that's my question is how much does it? I know. It feels like it should. But at the same time, like, we don't Just know. Just the Tula thing, man. It freaks like, me out. Like, I don't know. Homes. Yeah. Exactly. Like, how good is Terry going to be? He's not like he, I took Tyreek with my second pick in my fantasy draft last year, but I could I couldn't do that this year. No, not at all. And I feel like that's like a very valid point of like what it is playing with Tua. So big year for Tua if he steps up and was like how he was in college. That offense could be very scary, but yeah, we'll see what goes down on three hundred five. It's a worldwide. Oh, but I, I think it's interesting too. It's just like I feel like. You know, going into the season, it feels like there's a lot of teams that are these question marks for potentially being good, which I think is fun. Um, it, it's kind of how I feel like free agency and trade markets move. But I feel like there's been more big names being moved around than I, than I can remember in recent years, at least. But, like, I mean, you think about arguably the two of the best wide receivers being moved this year is, is crazy. And the going into Devontae Adams to Las Vegas since we – recorded the last episode is 
is a pretty big move too. Obviously the news came out about Aaron Rodgers resign. We covered that briefly. And I was talking how I just didn't see them not being able to sign Devontae Adams. We were talking about him on the franchise tag. And now he's going to Las Vegas to play with his college teammate, Derek Carr, which is crazy. And now that that division is even crazier. Uh, does this make Vegas a legit contender? Or are they still the fourth team in that division now with Russell and Denver? What do you think? I still think they're fourth. Give it a year. I mean, just adding like that whole Russell piece. I mean, that's a quarterback. That's the biggest part of the offense too. So just adding that to Denver, I feel like just trumps the Raiders with Devontae. But in my opinion, I'll give him fourth. Dude, that's the division. I feel like the Raiders could be first in almost any other division, but just with how good that division is. Fair. I just don't know. Like Herbert, Wilson, and Mahomes, just those three good of quarterbacks. I just don't see how just Derek Carr and Devontae. Right. I mean, third. Maybe, I maybe if Russell and the Broncos suck and they just can't figure it out because they're used to it. But because, I mean, Derek Carr's used with the offense. He's been there his whole career. So I could see that. And then just adding Devontae in there. But well, they added know. Chandler Jones on the defense, too, and re signed Max Crosby. So I feel like defensive line wise, they're going to have some pressure on the quarterback, which is which is big for, you know, any team, especially when you're playing that division with those quarterbacks in there. Like, if you can't get pressure on them, those guys are going to pick you apart with that much time in the pocket. So, um, that's big. Um, it'll be interesting. Even whoever, whoever does get fourth in that is like, how could you end up getting last in that division when you look at that roster, whoever it is on paper, which is going to be crazy. Oh, I agree. I think it's going to be an absolute mauling in, in those interconference or in interdivision games. Like, uh, you know, like usually it was, you know, the Chiefs would win most of those divisional games and they would run away with the division. Uh, it's just not going to be the case this year. I think each of those games are going to be crazy. Um, I don't know, man. I, I could see Vegas sneaky being like sneaky being a wild card team. Um, they made the playoffs last year. They added Devontae Adams. Their, they, their defense got a little better. Derek Carr now has a massive weapon where I feel like he's always been missing the wide receiver. You know, they had a hundred red throw and he's, good but he's not like a x-factor playmaker in my opinion he's a good two and now he is the two to adams is one you know because rugs hasn't panned out brian edwards wasn't much there waller was kind of hurt last year so hopefully they get a healthy waller back josh jacobs i feel like is super underrated in the league he's and and mcdaniels wants to i think utilize him more in that offense so I don't know. I feel like Vegas might be getting slept on a little bit just with the the excitement of russell wilson and the future of herbert but Nobody wants to say anything bad about the Chiefs, but the Chiefs losing Tyreek, in, in my opinion, is a big deal. Juju's first year in that offense, Juju's been good when he was younger, but we haven't really seen him. Um, not saying that he's like falling off, but it'll be interesting to see if they make a move. They'll be they'll be a little bit different of an offense without Tyreek Hill there. You got to imagine. I mean, he is their offense, and besides Mahomes, and he's been their go-to guy. Kelsey's still there, but Kelsey's getting older every year. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I think I don't think you can just guarantee the Chiefs to be at the top of that division anymore. And I was predicting them to to win the AFC, and now I'm not so sure. With that division being as good as it is, and them losing Tyreek Hill is is it's pretty crazy in my opinion. So yeah, um, that's nuts. I saw a clip with I think it was Colin Coward. So there's like three people, like three players in the leagues. It might've been like Mahomes, Donald and Tyreek Hill that like no one else can do what they do. Like if you take Tyreek off that team, that offense looks completely different. Like what Tyreek Hill does on a team's offense 
is crazy. Like with his speed and just how fast he can get down the field, no one can like compare that in the league. And same with like Aaron Donald, how awesome he is on defensive line and just the sacks he gets and all of the coverage it takes to get him. So I think it was, I couldn't remember if it was Mahomes or one of the elite quarterbacks in the league. He's like, you could take those three guys and you take them off the team and it's a complete different team. 100% because I think you, and like what you just covered, you know, touched on is that, is that we see the plays all the time where they do things, but what goes unnoticed is, is how the other team has to scheme against those individual players to, to shut things down. You know, like defenses play the chiefs different when Tyree kill is playing, right. They play different on the offensive line when Aaron Donald is lined up against them. Right. I mean, not only just as a disruption, but like you have to have somebody watching Tyreek Tyreek's ability to catch the ball, not only when he's open, but then also the yards after the catch stuff like that, where a lot of wide receivers don't do that. So, yeah, I mean, that's a great point is, is Tyreek Hill isn't just a wide receiver that you can plug and play, which is, I think why it is going to be a massive difference for Miami. And I think it's going to be a massive difference for Kansas city. Um, so I'm excited to see how that plays out for sure. Uh, Would you rather have Devonte or Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Hill. Tyreek. Yeah. I think because he, he he's making the most now, right? I mean, he is the highest paid wide receiver yeah. in the league. So just I with just, his I, speed, it's just so rare. Like you could find someone kind of compare Devontae to other receivers, but just with Tyreek's speed, just how he gets down the field. And there's just no one like that. Maybe Cooper Cup, but Tyreek Hill's insane with what well, he I does. Think, and I think too is 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 Cooper Cup is you know in, incredibly talented all over the field, but like he doesn't give me like Tyreek Hill fear after the catch like Cooper Cup's going to get open a lot and he's going to make nice plays but like open space like who blows up game is Tyreek Hill you know like he's the he's the ultimate playmaker and and Devontae is great too don't get me wrong but it's also how much of that is Aaron Rodgers I'm not trying to knock Devontae Adams but like everybody knows that Aaron Rodgers has loved to throw the ball to Adams and he has his whole career there so not that Derek Carr is not going to love throwing the ball to Devontae Adams, but like, I think we can all admit that Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Derek Carr. So it, it'll be interesting to, to see um, how they utilize him in, in that offense. I'm sure he's going to be obviously the main weapon, but uh, yeah. Uh, moving to Deshaun Watson to the Browns, uh, you briefly touched on this. That's big time. Um, well, he's, he's getting paid a big. lot. Um how do you how do you see that playing out for that division? I mean, that's another division now that seems like there's a lot of good teams with the Ravens now. Browns have a quarterback, so Baker's out. Um, Pittsburgh has Trubisky. <laughs> that's going to be interesting to see too. But um, Deshaun to the Browns. What's what, what were your initial thoughts when you saw that? Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, oh my god, Deshaun Watson and the Browns. And then I kind of thought about it. I feel like he's going to Cleveland just to like clear his head, clear all his thoughts of what's gone on with him in the past year and just focus on football. And I feel like the one place in the country we can do that and not have like a social life and get caught up in so many distractions is Cleveland, Ohio. So I feel right. like he's kind of going there and kind of with the team that they're building and they do have some pieces to go with. So I kind of think he saw that and was like, maybe if he goes to Atlanta or New Orleans or Carolina, he could kind of get caught up in those distractions. He's from the South something like that. I feel like it kind of get brought up with his story. I feel like he was like, I'm going to go to Cleveland. I'm going to focus on football. We got Amari Cooper. We got Kevin Savansky. We got this team. I can run with this. I'm going to stay here, sign a 
massive deal. And that's just kind of what my thought was of him going to Cleveland. Who would want to go to Cleveland? I mean, I don't know. The money's right. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess, I mean, that you're thinking, (laughs) but like historically speaking, like no quarterback has done well there. And like, I feel like he's like, do you think he's taking the attitude of like, I'm going to, I'm going to flip the switch. I'm changing the mentality in Cleveland. I'm going to be the first quarterback that wins the Super Bowl here. I mean, yeah, he definitely could probably see that. I also also think that Baker has been disrespected in that aspect of he's, to me, turned that franchise around more than people ever want to give him credit for. And I don't, and I don't necessarily blame him for the hate that Baker gets sometimes because he can be a guy that can run with guys wrong way. You know, he plays with a massive chip on his shoulder, always feels like he has to prove something, always wants to be saying something after games and stuff like that. But, but realistically, before Baker, the Browns were terrible. And I'm not saying he pulled them out of the gutter by himself, but you got to think that, like, the roster that the Browns have around Baker without Baker is pretty damn good. And now you plug Deshaun, who is definitely a better quarterback than Baker in there. And you now have Amari Cooper instead of OBJ, who didn't want to be there. Um, you know, you Andrew's got Joku, and now you still have Chubb there. So I, I feel like it's, it's, it's a, with as good of a defense as they have to like, yeah, I, you, you could be right that he's trying to change something, but I also feel like he saw an opportunity to be on like a good team, a team that's ready to win um, right now. And I think, you know, they get one more wide receiver in there and that, that offense is going to look a lot different than it has in the past with the scary run game and Deshaun's ability to, to play make and his arm is it's going to be a legit team in that division. Um, I still think the Ravens are going to be a hard team to beat with a healthy roster. Still taking Ravens at one. Talked about that. Um, full season with a healthy Lamar next to Bateman being healthy all year and Marquise Brown back. You got Mark Andrews, who's only 25. You got JK Dobbins healthy again. Like that offense is going to be scary too. So Ravens Brown's going to be right up there. Um, yeah. I, who's I who's mean, better Cincinnati or Cleveland? Man, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I, Cincinnati's, be Cincinnati's, Cincinnati's been doing exactly what everybody wanted them to. They're they're going and fixing their offensive line. They've you know made some additions so far and and gotten some guys to, to protect Burrow. And that's not you know the, the sexiest moves and and you know they're not going to get the glowing re- reviews from from the media sources that the signings like Adams and Tyreek Hill are. But but realistically, like that's what they need. You know, they don't need wide receivers. They have Higgins. They have Chase. Um, they need protection on Burrow, and and now they have it. So it'll – and, and there's no guarantee these guys are going to play great, but but they're doing what they're supposed to. So I'm going to say the Bengals just because – and maybe that part of that is not being – you know, I haven't seen Deshaun play in a while, but what, who, who, who are you picking right now? I would go Cincinnati. I feel like they're just running high. I mean, they just went into the Super Bowl. We've seen that. I feel like they're just going to keep that momentum going. Um, yeah, dude, I, we haven't seen Deshaun play football in the year. Do you think – I mean, he's probably still the same Deshaun, but still haven't yeah, played an NFL I'm in sure. a year, so. I'm sure he is, and, and you know, he's – What if he wasn't? What if he just sucks? <laughs> Imagine they give him all that money and he's just bad. Just doesn't crazy. know what a football is. Bro, he got so much guaranteed money too. The Browns would be ruined. That's um, a Browns thing too. I could see 
it's something that would happen in Cleveland. Yeah. Well, uh, moving to the next quarterback is Matt Ryan of the Colts. Is this what the Colts needed? I think that is. I kind of get similarities like Stafford to the Rams. Really? Yeah. That Dude, that, the Colts are the, you just the Colts are the Super Bowl champions. I I'm kind of scared of the Colts, man. Matt Ryan, that team. I think that's all that the Colts needed was just a quarterback within. Hit. Matt Ryan's a pretty good quarterback. Oh yeah, for sure. The Falcons have been terrible, but he's been pretty good. I mean, and people forget the, Matt Ryan has an MVP. Like the Colts, their defense is stacked. Their O line stacked. All I think they do need to add is just a wide receiver. Yep. For and that sure. team, I think, is very scary. Like Matt Ryan, that's I think all they needed was a quarterback like Matt Ryan to go to that team. Dude, I I mean, I'll let you say it. I, I kind of thought it was a it was a mid move, but like the Colts were nasty last year. And once once the, Jonathan you know, Taylor, like that team's that team's good, Jake. They can no, you had someone just like him. I don't think I mean if you had Baker to the Colts, they suck. I don't think they're doing anything. I think they're in the same boat as really Carson. Yeah, dude. I don't think they are. I feel like with I feel like a healthy Ryan kind of reminds me of like Stafford and like a Kirk Cousins. I don't. I feel like he, he can win those games more than like a, obviously than a Carson Wentz or if they kind of went for a Baker yeah. or. Well, I mean, he has the experience. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. So, you know, and he's and he's he hasn't looked old. Like it's not like Matt Ryan's been falling off. I just think the Falcons have been a pretty brutal team around him. But you're right. That's. So you got you got Colts winning that division then? I I'll take the Colts winning that division over the Titans. I, I put Matt Ryan on that offense. I think he's better than Tannehill with that offense. If if the Colts had wide receiver, watch out. If they go get Julio Jones, just bring that same Ooh. matchup, bring him up to Indy. Okay. Damn, that's a good call. Let's let's manifest that. That was Julio, a hot take. Julio I just thought of that on air. Yeah, I mean that he could be like the 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 I'm blanking on the word here, but the the coach to Pittman, the young Pittman, and Julio could coach him up. There it is. Watch out. Now that uh that Colts team is gonna be scary. I mean, they had seven Pro Bowlers last year, didn't make the playoffs, fell apart in the last two games of the season. So you know, Matt Ryan is a veteran guy. They clearly feel like they needed to make a move and they moved off Wentz and um now they're on to Ryan, who who is a it, it is relatively cheap, too, in the in the yeah. quarterback market. It's not like a massive contract or anything like that. I'm gonna check on what his contract is for them, but um, yeah, no, that team is loaded defensively. They're solid. They obviously have probably the best running back in the NFL right now. Uh, but yeah, he's making around. Okay, of course, it's all load now. Roughly around eleven to twelve a year, I think. So, take it. Yeah. No, that's not bad at all. And he's the best so, quarterback that the Colts have had in the last four years. He's better than Philip Rivers. Okay, I seventeen. Sorry, seventeen and twenty-one the next two years. So, still not terrible. But I mean, for a quarterback with his experience, I mean, that's going to be that's going to be something. But. Wow. Watch out for Indy. Okay. Watch out for Indy. We're calling it first. There we go. Dude, I could see, man, if Julio actually goes there, that could be a fit. Hopefully he does. We just need to well, get some breaking receivers? news on this podcast. I feel like they should draft a wide receiver and get Julio. Maybe Both one of those guys cheap. from Ohio State. 
I mean, any of them do. There's just, there's so many wide receivers. The Bama guys, Ohio State, London, Pickens, all these guys. Burks, uh, those guys probably won't fall down to the – well, the Colts probably one – one of the Colts picking. But they make the playoff. They're probably like a 14 through 18, I bet. Yeah, they're probably mid. I mean, they went like, what, like eight, eight and nine this year? They have eight picks in the 2022 draft. They have second round, 42 overall, third round, third. They don't have a first round pick. They trade it? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. 42nd overall from Washington. They had a second and third um, when they moved once, but yeah, so I guess they won't be picking in the first round, but still going to have. I mean, and that's the thing is I don't know if they necessarily need that tier one wide receiver. Like that's what you hope Pittman turns out to be. You know, he's still young, only after his second season in the NFL, but he could be a monster. Um, he kind of came out of nowhere. Right quarterback. I don't know. Really Ryan. See. Yeah, died. There he is. Might be my new team. Frick, I'll give me a Matt Ryan jersey. Okay. Matty yeah, Ice. So. Colts over Tennessee. I don't think that's crazy. I feel that. I like it. Let's stick with it. Tags right. aren't going to be there. They suck Moving to our, uh, our beloved Vikings. Zadarius Smith signing is, in my opinion, massive. Massive. Huge, I like it. Huge. Just a big old, just a double bird to Green Bay. I don't oh, even yeah. care if he plays. I'm just glad we signed him. Screw you, Green Bay. Look who's on our team. And what? Who are the pack? Like, who are the Packers going to be throwing the ball to? Like, who's Rogers throwing the ball to? Um, I heard MVS. Alan Lazard. Is, I think yeah. he's the only guy there right now. Crazy. So they got to be drafting a wide receiver too, right? Yeah, they have to. Damn. I mean, I thought they were maybe also going to sign Julio. That's such a downgrade compared to Devontae Adams. Yeah, if he's even healthy, but. Yeah, the, the, but I mean, Tulio to Colts. Does this does does Devonte leaving the Packers give you hope for the Vikings to win the division? Yes, still think the Packers are going to be nasty because it's Aaron Rodgers. Got to give him some respect. He's pretty good at what he does. They I, they will add someone. They're not just going to have that wide receiver room like it is right now. So I do think they're going to get someone there. But it does give the Vikings a shot, man. I mean, Devonte's crazy. He was an unbelievable wide receiver just the chemistry that he had with Rogers too. And just kind of having that confidence in that locker room. I just, Devante's not there anymore. Is it Arius is gone? I don't know Dude, what's going I on. This, I, it gives us a good shot. I, I we better I make it playoffs nice with our team. Bro. I, it, I think you saw what the Packers were basically like in this playoff game against the 49ers without Devontae Adams, because they went down the fields, right? Scored a touchdown. Aaron Rodgers looked like the MVP. And then after that, he basically tried to force the ball to Devontae Adams the whole game, but couldn't do it. And he wouldn't throw it to anybody else. So is that what it's going to be like, where he's going to find the next guy that comes in there and just force feeding him the ball? Um, they need to get aggressive that front office. They need to add somebody. For sure, dude. And all the, I feel like all the big-name wide receivers are all signed now, besides Julio. Yeah. I mean, Allen Robinson, Juju. Mari Cooper's now, um, Robert Woods, like all those guys are are pretty much, you know, Julio. 
Did you see a possibility of them, let's say, they don't draft a wide receiver, they don't sign anyone? Do you think Rodgers could build that chemistry connection with Lazard, who's a Valdez scandaling? Yeah, maybe transition to those guys. MVS is is leaving. He was meeting. Oh, he's gone too. Yeah. Oh hell. That's what I'm saying. They literally don't. I don't. You guys are dumpster fire. They'll have Tanyan back at tight end, but like was what I was going into is like, do you think you could? Obviously, I mean, if Lazard's the wide receiver one, and he has to be, do you think he could turn into something? Like if he's getting those reps, I feel like with position players like running backs you could get a running back in the sixth round on anywhere and he could be the top running back in the league. But do you think that could maybe be the instance with the wide receiver of just kind of getting some routes under Rogers and he could just be a freak? You know, typically I'd say no. Like I don't think a wide receiver can just, just because he's getting more targets become good, but most people don't have Aaron Rodgers throwing the football. So I would, I'll probably lean towards no. I don't think he's just going to be some amazing stud now. I think he's going to be better with Rodgers probably targeting him more, but like no matter how good of a quarterback you are, like if the guy isn't open, it's tough to get him the ball. And so if Lazard can't get open and he's not a dependable receiver, like we've seen Aaron Rodgers in the past, not necessarily trust people and not throw him the ball. So uh, I, I don't know. I don't think it's, I don't think it's something to lean on if you're a Packers fan thinking that Alan Lazard is going to be the new number one guy and carry this team because you know, truthfully, like that's been Devontae Adams. And so this team, it's, it's interesting. I just think it's crazy that Rogers signs and then, you know, the whole, the whole narrative all year was Adams and him together. And all of a sudden it's just Rogers there now. Um, but also I wouldn't pass, put it past Aaron Rogers to not do anything. So I don't know. I think it's that the Vikings sucks. chance. I think it's their best chance because. Let's win it, man. Why not now? Yeah. NFC North Vikings champions. So we got cool. the Vikings winning the North. We got the Colts winning the what's the South? South. I don't still know don't know why they're in the South. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, still got Cincy winning their division. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the Raiders win their division. I don't actually mean that, but um, Miami's t- finishing second behind the Bills. They're getting last. Say it with me, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 Jets. 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 All right, well, that's a pretty good way to wrap up the NFL talk, I would have to say, no? Killed that. Okay, moving on. Something crazy is going to happen next week. Kirk Cousins will be playing in Europe or something. I don't know. (laughs) The CFL, he's playing the Canadian League. Sure, just this league's nuts. (laughs) Yeah, well, stay tuned. We'll be back uh, next week to to fill you in and see if there's any more crazy talk. But, uh, yeah, I think it's – it's going to be an awesome buildup um, into the NFL draft with these teams now have on all, all like a lot of good teams needing wide receivers and offensive players. Like it, I think it's going to be exciting to see where these guys go, especially for fantasy football purposes. Shout out to our fantasy players. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, moving into NBA here, um, I would say in my personal opinion, the biggest news of the past week is LeBron passes uh, Malone on the scoring list for number. So now he's number two um, behind uh, Kareem. And I think a lot of people saw this coming. I don't think this is a shock to anybody. Um, He's now under 2000 points from uh, Kareem, which, you know, he probably will be looking at sometime next year um, at reaching, obviously with the amount of time, um, 
playing this year is he will, won't get it. But uh, I think there's been a lot of talk around this is, you know, like LeBron has scored so much in playoff games because he's played so many more playoff games than everybody else. And people always want to use that as a knock on him, but I don't really get how that's a knock because if he plays in more playoff games, it means he's done better in his career. So I feel like that should be a compliment. Like, yeah, he's played more games than a lot of people, but that's because he's won a shit ton of games. Like it was not an accident. LeBron's played more games than almost everybody and played more playoff games and has the most playoff points and, and all these things, you know, like, it's because he consistently wins. And so just touching on that and LeBron keeps, you know, he scores, I think 37 the other night and puts him at 30 averaging 30 points flat this year, leading the league and scoring <laughs> at age 37. Um, just I incredible. think, dude, I think it looks better if you put like, he puts himself in that situation to have more points and play in more games exactly. and be healthier for I think that's a bit that looks better on his part. So, well, it's just like I, I don't get why people the, would bash on that. Well, it's just the narrative, and you know, he is constantly compared to Jordan. Um, for the you know, you're talking about the goat, and he basically said that like Jordan's done more in 12 healthy seasons than LeBron's done in 19 healthy seasons. So it's like, no, he hasn't. He has more championships, and that's it. But like everything else, LeBron's done better than him, and. So, you know, LeBron's recently become the, the only player to, you know, we covered last week with the 30, 10 and 30 K, 10 K, 10 K. And like, is insane that he, that's sick is, you know, that's, that's the most, uh, I mean, he's up there on all those categories for rebounds and, and assists and now scoring, he's going to become the all-time leading scorer and he's never really been considered a scorer. And now he's leading the league in scoring and his, you know, 19th season. Like, I mean, it's just all these things that I feel like the narratives have been around him is that he's not this, he's not that. And then he does those things and everybody's like, well, you know, like it's because of this and this and this. And it's like, well, like it's, it's, it's incredible how much people don't want to appreciate LeBron. And you can say anything you want about his, his antics off the court and how like corny of a duty is. But like, if that's the biggest knock against LeBron is that he's corny or that he embellishes injuries on the court you know, he's got a little European soccer style to him is the way I like to call it. You know, like he likes to, he likes to hold his head and, you know, every once in a while he doesn't get back on defense. But if those are the worst things that you can say about the dude, then, you know, his career has panned out pretty good. And, and I've recently seen clips talking about, you know, him in high school playing against Jordan in these summer leagues and like how dominant he was as and he was 16, 17 years old. And he was, you know, and it's, and it's all he said, she said at this point, but like outplaying Jordan, you know, at that age. And it's like, you can say what you want about those stories, but like LeBron's a different animal and, and he's been dominating the league for years and years and years. And I'm just still crazy to think that I don't think he gets the respect he deserves. And this, 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 you know, aura around Jordan that people want to preserve and all this and, you know, and, yeah, LeBron and Jordan are very different types of people. But when we're talking about basketball, like, I just don't think it's that close. Like, I think LeBron's a way better basketball player. Now, does he have more championships? No. But he has four, you know, and he's won a lot. And in my opinion, in a league that has deeper and more talent in a LeBron's era, yeah, you can say it's not as physical, this and that. But, like, other teams have tons of talent. They have deep guys. Like, 
there's more talent in the NBA now than there's ever been. And it's just going to get continue to go more and more. And Jordan just realistically didn't play against that. You know, he did against the Celtics and the Pistons. Yeah. We couldn't win. So, um, and that's my little LeBron rant to start it off. I just, every time he does something and passes somebody on some list, you know, these, these same conversations come. Someone's got to say something. Like, I feel like I got to get back on this LeBron thing and defend him, which it's just crazy that he does these things, moves into these lists, and then the narrative is exactly instantly against him. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I had a question, LeBron. So he, let's say the season ends, or what are they? Are they 10th or 9th seed right now? Uh, 10th seed, yeah. Okay, so see that they get bounced out of the playoff tournament or whatever it is. They they don't move on. Season ends. Not overall a really good season, I would say, for the Lakers, right? Right. They get definitely, bounced. Definitely, okay. definitely not. Boom, LeBron retires after this year. Do the, do the Lakers retire his jersey number? Uh, sorry, they're, they're the nine seed currently. One game in front of the Pelicans. Um, no. Well, but then yes. let's say he goes I, in and wins the, the finals this year, then retires. Like, does he need one more championship with the with Lakers? The Lakers? Like, are the I Heat and like, Cleveland? I mean, if, if, if they retired his number, I wouldn't be shocked already, to be yeah. honest with you, because he's going to go down as the all-time leading scorer in a Lakers jersey next year. He's going to, you know what I mean? He's already won a championship. Who knows if he'll, you know, he's done a lot, especially ending his career in LA, like that I think it could potentially warrant it. He's just one of those guys that I feel like wherever he plays, like that jersey's going to get retired. Like I see it getting retired. It's just like, he's just too good of a player every single place that he's gone. He's won a championship every single place that he's gone. Um, to not, and I understand that the Lakers are, are next level, but definitely him winning a second title would, would solidify and guarantee it. But I think there's a pretty good chance already. Cause like, how could you not want to put his Jersey up there in the Lakers rafters after he passes Kareem to become the all time, like they have one and two, you know? So I think it will. Um, Does he look better in 23 or six? Which one it'll be, like it'll be six. Do you like? Do you think he looks cooler in the number six? I like. I just like. I like the OG twenty three. But to me, like the best version of LeBron was the Heat LeBron. I I I think the Heat LeBron was like the peak of LeBron's talent. He's 25, 26, 27, like dominating the league, like unstoppable, right? And. I see him as number six in that black jersey. So, like, to me, that's when, like, <coughs> excuse me, that to me is, like, peak LeBron. So, I don't know. I feel like the 23 in the Lakers jersey just doesn't look as good for me. Him in a, him in a 23 jersey with the younger version of the Cavs is, like, what I picture, you know? Um, the old school Cleveland jerseys? Yeah, like when he was younger, before Miami. But then parts of me kind of see that, you know, the T-shirt jersey when he won the finals against the Warriors. Yep, in the black Cavs jersey. Yeah, yeah he's Those got, things were so ugly, though. They were so bad. I don't know why they chose those to win those the worst game. thing. Yeah, wow. I feel like that did not get talked about enough when no, those jerseys like, were coming out. No, like, that's one of the craziest games like the ever. War, the Warriors looked terrible in those jerseys, too. And they wore, they wore it in game. PR for that team. Five and seven of that series, the Cavs. Or the, 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 the yeah, the Cavs did. 
Those t-shirt jerseys, what you're saying? Yeah, they wore it in yeah. game five and game seven, the black t-shirt jerseys. I was just watching the highlights the other day. He was like trying to rip it off, like the yeah. sleeves at one point, and then they just kept wearing them. Dude, it just looked ter- like they didn't, they weren't even tight. They were like baggy, sl- short sleeves. Like if LeBron's not filling it out, like he clearly didn't make them right. You know what I mean? I don't know what's going on in Cleveland. Not that I'm just, you know, LeBron's got good arms, good shoulders. You know, yeah. it's just facts. Whatever. We can talk about it, right? <laughs> It has to be shy. He's got, he's um, got big arms. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, I just the, – the LeBron hate's got to stop. I don't know if it will. Maybe it'll be one of those things that after he's gone, people won't appreciate him and talk about him. But, you know, I just feel like it's such a it's, – it's crazy that people feel like – and it's the same thing with Kobe too, not to continue on this, but this is fresh in my mind. I feel like – like Kobe – like – I feel like people didn't appreciate Kobe till until he passed away as much. Like I was never like a, like I I grew up as a LeBron fan. Right. So it always felt like LeBron versus Kobe, but that was the sick thing. It was like mono mono. Like they were against each other. Like they were the the best in the league, you know, like they were going head to head. Like Kobe's kind of this villain character anyways. And, you know, then LeBron went to Miami and kind of became this villain. And like, why does it have to take all that to happen? Because I, I feel like even when Kobe retired, it still wasn't this narrative around no. how great Kobe was. And Kobe too is right up there in the GOAT conversation, dude. I, yeah. I think he's I think he's third, in my opinion. Um of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean it just it's hard for me to and I know it's unfair to the, the older players. I just don't I don't know him as well to talk about him. Um but it's just like we know how good these guys are and they won you know, these certain number of championships. So for me to like sit here and say like Bill Russell's the greatest when he won like 11 championships, like that just seems to me like like seventh graders. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like if you win that many championships during your career, like clearly your team was just better than everybody else consistently. And like there, there wasn't as much competition. That's just, that's just the way it works. Right. And now, you know, like even Jordan, like Jordan's area was, was much more like tougher than that. And so it's, it's impressive. I'm not knocking the six titles, but you know, that was a dynasty, you know, Jordan was on a dynasty. Um, Kobe was also kind of part of a dynasty LeBron and not by anybody's fault, but his own has had to, you know, he's jumped around teams. He's jumped around coaches. He's jumped around teammates, you know, and then Kobe went and did it on his own too. You know, he had Shaq and then he won a championship on his own. So you know, I think there's a lot of similarities there, but um, yeah, I just, I just wish people would would appreciate LeBron a little more. They um, never, I always, that always grinds my gears too when people are tweeting about it or saying it on shows, whatever it is. And then I guarantee half of them, if they're with LeBron face to face, wouldn't have the balls to say that or anything yeah. like that to him. And I'm like, well, how can you get on Twitter or get on a show and be like, screw you LeBron screw that just with anybody honestly not even just any player and just bash on them and then as soon as they see him in person they're asking for pictures being oh, like yeah. you're the man and it's just like screw I you I mean that's that is what the media is supposed to do but it still doesn't like when those when it's just so like you can you can discuss like individual performances by LeBron and see what he's doing here and question his moves I get the media is supposed to do that but like when you're talking about LeBron as a whole, like it's just it's just insulting to him and what he's done. I think to, to just act like he he hasn't been doing what he's been doing for as long as he's been doing it. You know what I mean? 19 straight seasons of just dominating the league, and he's continuing to do it, and he doesn't even look like he's slowing down. 
So, um, yeah, I don't think know. I'll play with Bronny. Yeah, I mean, you think he? Do you think that's is that going to happen if Bronny gets drafted to say the Wizards? Like LeBron's going to go to the Wizards? I just, to me, I think whatever team LeBron's on is going to pick Bronny. Like I don't know if Bronny's going to be that high of a prospect that it's going to be this like the only the only reason it would be like a competition is if another team wants to to try to get LeBron there by drafting him. But like, to me, so much of the stuff goes on behind the scenes that we don't see that. Like, I feel like it's going to be fixed, not in like a a legal way, but like, you know, he's going to be like, I'm not going to sign with this team or whatever, unless it's with LeBron or whatnot. Cause like, unless something changes, like Bronny isn't a top NBA prospect, you know, he's not like a lottery pick. He's not some like highly touted guy. Like he, not saying he doesn't deserve to be where he's at, but like he's LeBron's kid, you know, it's not like he's, I don't want to say not done it on his own, but like he's gotten a, like, a lot of help. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's still Bronny good, James. but like he's, yeah, he's, he plays on one of the better teams in the country, which helps his stock. But then he also is not like the leading scorer or anything on that team. So um, I hope, I hope so. I think it'd be sick. Um, literally insane that LeBron has played that long in the league that he plays his son. <laughs> literally crazy and he's probably still going to be dominating but um, well that took a while I'm going to try to hit these NBA that was good go LeBron points. No, get my LeBron high horse for a little bit um, probably the biggest news that in the NBA realistically um, in the past week came out today is that New York City is very likely to lift the mandate that has been not allowing Kyrie to play um, home games. Um, He's back. Massive, massive for the Nets and really the East. Um, I know on this podcast, I feel like we just kind of keep talking over and over again about the Eastern Conference playoffs. But again, another story and another thing happens where the East is going to be just crazy competitive because now you have the Nets as an eight seed with about 10-ish games to play have a full roster, you know, minus Simmons. And and I'll get to that in a sec with his herniated disc and where he's going to be at, but, but Kyrie's going to play and Kyrie and KD are going to play together and they're going to be good. It's, it's, it's what they want to shoot out. Yeah. I mean, and they, I arguably feel like they have a better team now surrounding them. than They did last year. They have Harden um, not there, which you can argue that's better or worse. It is what it is, but you know, on the other side of things, like he takes less shots. Now he's not going to be there. You know, Kevin Durant and Kyrie can kind of play off each other. Um, it's going to be scary because when they're both gone, that's, that's a lot to, to try and stop. Um, I still don't know if I can say that they're my favorite. I, I still just don't feel that way about the Nets. I don't think they're deep enough. Now they're obviously so top heavy, but now are they going to be win their first round series? <laughs> I don't know. Cause it's going to depend who they're playing, you know, cause let's say they go out and they win the rest of their games from here on out. That puts them, you know, in the seven seed, um, you know, they're still two and a half games back from the Raptors right now. So then they're playing the Bucks if they're the seventh seed in the first 
you know, if I'm them, I'd rather face the Heat in the first round than I would the Bucks. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, this is all assuming they win their play-in game too, which you got to think they will. But watch them just absolutely just go on a tear now and just not lose. And well, just they, everyone that they they lost, thought they the Nets were going to be just are the Nets. They did lose tonight. Okay, yeah. starting to tomorrow, the, go to on the a Grizzlies. Tear. To the Grizzlies. Okay, that's fair. Um, Katie had 35 and Kyrie had 43. <laughs> so, you know, Katie had 11 boards, eight assists, and Kyrie had eight assists, two boards. Like, I mean, that it, it's crazy. And but then again, like you just go look at they're playing against the Grizzlies, and Grizzlies didn't even have John Morant tonight. You know, it's Dylan Brooks with 21, Jaron Jackson with 13, Tyus Jones with 16, Desmond Bain with 23. Anthony Melton with 23, Brandon Clark with 14, Kyle Anderson with 10. Like, you know, if you don't follow NBA, you probably don't know many of those guys. But my point is, is that the Nets had KD with 35, Andre Drummond with 15, Bruce Brown with 13, Kyrie with 43, nobody else in double figures. Like, you're putting a lot of weight into those two guys. And, and I know they're, they're, they're Kyrie and KD. So don't get me wrong. Like they can carry teams, but at some time, like depth matters, you know, like you have to have other guys to turn to other guys have to hit shots. They have to play defense. And that's been my knock against the nets and, you know, getting Simmons back is going to be a huge difference. Um, he's another great defender and another ball distributor. Um, I think with him, they still probably right towards the top of my favorites. But again, like the East is too good right now. The Celtics are crazy hot right now. Um, they're by far the hottest team in the NBA. Um, Jason Tatum's playing crazy good. Jalen Brown's playing crazy good. They went back to back games where they both scored 30 points, which I think is they're the youngest um, duo to do that. Jason Tatum's so, like 15. I swear. What is he? Jason old? Tatum's like, well, dude, I swear every time he's I'm 23, like, but I know, but every time I look up, I'm like, oh, Jason Tatum's like 30, but it's like he's like 22 and he's dropping 60. And yeah, I'm like, what's going year on? In the league, it's crazy. Um, to think about how long he's been around. And also, I think how overlooked he's been. Um, also, just a, a plug for if, if you are curious about Jason Tatum, go listen to his interview with JJ Reddick on JJ Reddick's podcast. It's super interesting, which we'll get him on here. <laughs> which we'll get into to one of my points later about the all NBA teams, but um, just shooting through some other topics. Um, people think that Luca has uh, moved into the top five for um, MVP list. I have him at number five in my MB, MVP list right now. Um, but that being said, he scored 15 points and had eight turnovers against the Timberwolves the other night. The Mavs still won. The only reason I bring this up, being a Timberwolves fans, love to see it. And Pat Bev was guarding him um, a decent amount of the night. But this uh, Nick Wright keeps going on this tear, and he's like the biggest Jokic hater around. And I think Jokic is going to win the MVP. Um, it should. But Luca, he has Luca over him. And the, the narrative that like Luca's team isn't good around him and that the Nuggets are a much better team to me is just like, I don't think so at all, because as I talked about last week, the Mavs are a really good defensive team, but they also beat the Timberwolves when Luca had 15 points and eight turnovers. So you could argue, you know, oh, Luca does this and that. He doesn't have to score for this team to win because he distributes and he, you know, he, he, he draws attention to the defense, but like 
you look at how he played that night, like he didn't shoot well from the field. I think he was like five of 18, eight turnovers. So he wasn't efficient. So he turned the ball over, not scoring, not doing this, you know, and the Mavs still won against the Timberwolves who played well and like played a hard game. And so my point is, is the Mavs are a good team. And this really isn't a knock on the Mavs. It's more of just like, and it really isn't a knock on Luca. Like he had an off night, it happens. But like at the same time, the Mavs are a good team. Like they're the, they're the fifth seed for a reason. Um, Timberwolves are creeping up on them, but whatever. Um, Not a big deal. But I, I, Timberwolves are losing to the Suns right now. I think they're going to they lose. They just lost. I got a notification. Yeah. Um, but what my point is, is that I think that this narrative that, you, you know, your team success plays in the MVP, I get it. Like your team needs to win in order for you to be an MVP type caliber because that's really what elevates teams. But like, Jokic roster right now without Murray, without Porter, I think is is similar to the Mavs, if not worse. And so this narrative that the Nuggets are a way better team and 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 Luca's doing more with less is just bullshit to me. And Luca's great, don't get me wrong. And I do have a little little I, I don't love Luca. I think everything that LeBron gets criticized for on the court, Luca does like 30 times, but he doesn't get as picked on as much. Um, he complains more than anybody. He he flops. He embellishes injuries, but nobody likes to talk about Luca like that. Um, but yeah, Luca Luca's played well enough to move himself into the top five in the MVP running, I think. But uh, I don't think he is over Jokic the way that Nick Wright thinks he is. So um, that is that's my little Luca rant there. Um, I think Denver Curry. is Denver going to finish in front of the Wolves in the playoffs? That's what we're battling with right now, aren't we? That's is it six spot. Yeah. No, yeah, Nuggets are well. They're tied with us. They won last night over the Clippers, so they're and with the Wolves losing, that it'll will now be a seven seed. So yeah, I mean, it's massive for the Timberwolves. Excuse me to try to get that six seed because then you avoid the playing tournament. Um, but what if the Grizz get like the two seed? We get that seven. We win the tournament. We still. Still out of the seventh, correct? We don't, we don't want play the, Grizzlies. the Grizzlies, though. But we I mean, beat we, them at home. I feel like I'd rather have the Grizzlies than the Warriors. Well, that was getting to my next point, is that I don't know All what right. the Warriors okay. look like with Steph. Um, Steph's going to be revalued for two week, in two weeks for a sprained ligament in his foot. The Warriors are not. They, they can't stay healthy. All three of those guys can't play together. It was like 500 and some days since Steph, Clay, and Draymond had been on the court together, they made it one and a half games. Steph gets hurt. Clay's not fully back to what he was before. Draymond's just coming back from an injury. They have a lot of young talent around them. I get that. But if I'm, if I'm a team and, and I have the, the chance to play the Warriors as the three seed with no Steph, I, we, the, the Grizzlies just beat the Nets. With no jaw, like the Grizzlies are good. And with jaw, they're even better. You know, jaw's an MVP candidate. Um, Steph hasn't even been playing that great this year, but that team is still different with him. I don't know. I know the Warriors have a lot of experience, but uh, I think it's, it's going to be an absolute race to get to, the, to get the sixth seed. You know, you don't want to face the Suns. You don't want to be the eighth seed. And I don't think you really want to face the Grizzlies either. And I, I mean, I understand that's how seeding works. You know, you don't want to play the top seeds, but typically, like 
with healthy warriors, like you wouldn't want to play the warriors anyways. And I think that that's the team that people probably want to see right now. Um, you know, and the jazz could catch them. The jazz could even catch them. I, I, I mean, they're two and a half games behind the warriors. The warriors are sliding a little bit. I, I don't know what their schedule looks like, but warriors have lost three straight. The jazz have lost two straight as well. So jazz aren't exactly trying to catch up to them, but um yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I just think that if I'm a team, I'm trying to get that six seed at all costs to try to play the Warriors banged up. Because, you know, even if Steph does come back, he's not going to be fully healthy. You know, he's, he's had ankle problems, and this is a foot-ankle thing again. So we'll see what that's like. Um, we did the uh, – so with our NHL last week, remember we went into, like, like if you could go back and choose two new teams – we go to the Stanley Cup. Let's do that with the NBA. Would you still stick with your two teams? Would you have the – would you pick the yes, Suns and the – The Suns, I think, are, are going to come from the West. I still stand by that. Um, man, I don't know about the Bucs. They still feel like they're just – they have the experience. They have Giannis. They have Middleton. They have Holiday. Now they have Grace now, and he's another good piece. Um, I don't like the Bulls, um, and I'll hit on this point quick, and I didn't really need to cover it, but the Bulls are 6-14 and 14 against playoffs teams this year. I mean, that's nothing to write home Not going to cut it? No. So, And they've been slumping. They're now in the five spot. Um, the Nets, maybe. Raptors, no. Cavs, no. Bulls, no. Sixers, um, you know, you can say what you want, but Embiid and, and Harden haven't had the greatest playoff records. Heat give the vibe of like a really hard fought series. And that's the reason they're the one seed. They're deep. They play hard defense. They do all the little things. Um, I think that my, if I had to rank the teams, I would still go Bucks, Heat, Celtics, Nets in that order from the East. Um, I hope it's a Bucks Celtics um, Eastern Conference. Oh, they, uh, Bucks would have to get the one seed. Um, but I don't know. I just I, I I the Bucks still give me the most like confidence. I just it's hard for me to pick against Giannis. I mean, kind of does it all. And be where are the 76ers at in the standings again? They're three. I think if I were four, switch, I sorry, choose. they're four. They're two. They're half game back from the Sixers, but but the top is so heavy again. Like Heat, yeah. Heat are two games up on the Bucks and the Celtics. Um, Celtics have won five straight. Sixers are two and a half games back from the Heat, so they're half game back from the Bucks and Celtics. So all this is going to get jumbled. Um, I would say that those four teams are probably solidified through the first four. Um, I don't know. I mean, the Celtics kind of. If Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum are playing like this and them peaking at this time and, and cruising the playoffs on this high. And, and, you know, if they continue to win, who knows, they could even get the one seed. Um, I don't know. I, I like, cause you got to think that teams, teams see the Nets probably beating the Raptors if it comes down to a one game plan. So you're probably thinking that the, the Raptors and Nets, even if they finish the regular season at seven and eight are probably going to get flip-flopped. Um, but Nobody wants to see the Nets, so you'd much rather see the Raptors. So I, I still stick with the Bucks. That's my long window of saying. I think the Bucks 
I think the Bucks still win the East. Um, I want, I would love to see the Celtics win it though. I would really love, I'm, I'm a kind of on the Celtics bandwagon right now. Um, kind of hopping on the Jason Tatum bandwagon. Jalen Brown's nasty too. So I uh, kind of hope to see them there. I would love to see just in general, these Eastern Conference playoffs are going to be incredible. So I'm excited. Summer's uh, going to be buzzing. Yeah, dude, these playoffs are going to be ridiculous for both sports. I don't keep saying that, but it's just factual. Um, and then my MVP list right now in this order, Jokic one and B2, Giannis three, Ja four, Luka five. Um, I think DeMar's kind of played his way out of it. The Bulls not being as good as they were kind of plays himself out of it. Um, I just think Jokic does so many things for that Nuggets team. Um, Embiid's been awesome, don't get me wrong. But I just think Jokic just does a little bit more. Giannis is great, but um, I don't really have a butt. It's just <laughs> he's just not playing. Like, it's just Jokic and Embiid kind of at the top there. Um, and then everybody knows what John and Luca have kind of done. I've talked about Luca enough, but this moves into my next conversation about um, the all NBA teams. Um, and so at the end of each year, they make first, second, and third team all NBA teams, and they take five players on each team, right? It's a point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. Now, in recent years, they've kind of moved into just the two guards. So you don't actually have to have a point guard and a shooting guard, it's just two guards two forwards and a center, right? Um, in my opinion, I think they should do away with the positions and just pick the five best players. The second team's the next five best players and the third team's the next five best players. Um, I think the way basketball is kind of moving is that, like, the positions just kind of get intermingled. Like, where do you put LeBron? Like, what is LeBron, right? He plays all five. He can play all five. He brings the ball up plenty. Nobody would really consider him a point guard, even though he could be considered a point guard. Um, I don't know. I think, like, I think LeBron, even though he's not in my top five for MVP, like, I think he should be first team All NBA. But so should Luke, so should Jokic and Embiid. But Jokic and Embiid are both centers, even though Jokic is like a stretch center who plays a lot around the perimeter and can pass the ball. Like, and you can get into these nuances of this conversation, but my point is, is like, do you really have to put one of them on the second team? Like those are the two leading candidates for the MVP. And one of them potentially could end up on the second team because they play the same position. Um, that's just my little spiel on that. I think that they should do away with, with the positions and just have the best five players be first team and the next five be second team and the next five be third team. It doesn't matter the position, right? Um, especially if, you know, you go watch Jason Tatum's interview with JJ Redick, he talks about it because it impacted him and his career. And, um, it impacts other players as, as it determines the value of their deals and their super maxes. So, um, yeah, I just, it's kind of a nuanced argument, but I think it's something that they should potentially look to look to change in order to, to reward the top five players in the league and the top best players. And it doesn't have to be a position, but, uh, I'm sure there's people on the other side of that argument, but that's just uh, my opinion on it. So if there's a, I don't know, I just thought of this. If there was one rule change you could change about the NBA, what would it be? One rule change. Um, the breakaway foul. Um, Is that if like I have, I'm going up for a layup? No, no, no. Breakaway, like no mid, one's in front of me? Like mid court, a lot of times it's, this guy, like, if you steal the ball and take off, a lot of times they just foul him. 
Um, and it's just Game a regular attack. foul. I think it, I think they should discourage it by giving it some sort of flagrant or like an intentional foul type of thing. Um, because one, like, I don't understand it, but they let it play out all the time. Like, I think it'll be better for the NBA. You get John Moran on a breakaway more often. You get these guys that, you know, like you never see certain players in the dunk competition. Like these are the opportunities to get them free open down the court. Nobody's going to try to, you know, touch them. Like these guys are on breakaways, but they just get fouled and they get, they get basically wrapped up. Like most of the fouls are just them getting hugged and can't take away. So I would probably do something to, to discourage that and, move into not allowing that to happen so we get more more exciting I hope we just those dunks are sweet i wish yeah. we could get more of those even kind of going to that i saw like john morant was asked how many likes it would take for him to join the dunk competition he said a billion like i just want to see a star set a dunk competition now that my head's just kind of spinning on that so yeah i, I totally agree with you if just somehow marketing it more even just seeing more of those highlights would be sick well, and the, they don't, they discourage it by, by those plays. Like, those are the good players that would have the opportunity to go down and do a crazy dunk, but they literally just get wrapped up at like midcourt or even past midcourt. And they don't, you know, it's just, you see it all the time in games when these breakaways. So I would, I would probably do away with that if I had to change anything. But yeah, I'll let you get into NHL. Well, let's get into it. It's been, uh, it's been quite the week here for the NHL. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to go over any standing overviews here. It's strictly we're just going to talk NHL trade deadline. Let's go. A lot of stuff has gone on in the NHL. want to give a shout-out to Billy G. You uh, kind of changed the wild here. So shout-out to Bill Guerin. Thank you for getting these trades in here. Uh, but, yeah, let's dive into it. I'll go off the first three trades here. So biggest one all over the league, and, of course, it was with the wild, too, was Marc-Andre Fleury. He's your uh, newest goaltender in the Minnesota Wild. I predicted him that he wasn't going to get a trade in our last episode. I didn't think that was going to happen at all. So shout out to Billy G making an aggressive move, pushing for um, Marc-Andre Fleury. We gave up a conditional first round pick could be a second. I we'll have to see what happens with the wild in the playoffs. So massive move for us. I just think it really solidifies our playoff chances too. And just adding his Stanley cup presence. I mean, he's won three. Um, we get rid of Capo Cockin and I can jump into that too. The wild did end up trading Capo to the sharks. We grabbed the defense, Jacob Middleton, grabbed some size on the point too there. So that's going to be great for um, the Wild going forward. But, yeah, just kind of want to jump back in it with Flurry. Uh, I think it's a great move. I didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't think the Wild were going to push for it at all, honestly. And kind of just with the way Cam and Capo were playing, I thought they were just kind of going through some ups and downs and just were on a down streak of how they were playing lately. But ultimately, Billy G pulled the trigger on it. it was They wanted Flurry and I thought it was really cool too because Flurry went into an interview. It was Chicago came to Minnesota a couple games ago, and f- after the game, Flurry was just sitting on the bench looking around the arena and had a little thought to himself. It was like, "This is a place I want to be." Ultimately, he came down. I think it was Minnesota and one or two more other teams that he listed that he wanted to go to, and and we ended up in Minnesota. So it's really exciting to see Flurry being a goaltender for the wild. So it was shocking. It was like one of the first trades of the day too. So I woke up and saw that notification and was freaking out. I think it's going to make a good run for us in the playoffs too. And especially with that division with the avalanche too, with all those guys they got coming. So I think it's going to be huge. And funny thing, it would wild end up playing Vegas the other night and Cam Talbot got a shutout. So it's kind of a 
well, what's up flurry i'm still a guy here so that <laughs> yeah, was kind of no cool to see but uh yeah i think it's a great move for the wild really excited about it um can kind of go into more too we had um the wild traded jack mcbain who was a prospect out of boston college to the coyotes for a second round pick and return uh, with this move i didn't see this one coming at all until i saw the news that jack mcbain did not plan on signing with the wild after his days with Boston college were done. Obviously they, those guys didn't make the tournament this year. So they were looking to sign up to a th- three-year entry-level contract. He didn't want to sign with Minnesota. I think reports were McBain wanted to get in the lineup right away and get some experience, but with the wild and how we're playing this year, we're not going to put McBain in the lineup. So they asked Billy G they're like, did, are, do you feel sorry? Or was this a hard move for you to move McBain? He said, no, no, this was not. So Billy G just does not have time for that. So we shipped him off to Arizona, which is um, got a second round pick and return for it. So not horrible, um, especially kind of what McBain, I don't think he was going to play for the next two years with the lineup we have too. So we shipped him off to Arizona, which he'll get plenty of playing time there since they are a very young team and they suck. So he'll be playing in Arizona. Uh, but yeah, some other trades around the league. The wild also picked up Nick Delorier. Scores in his first goal for the schools, scores in his first game with the wild there on his first shot. This guy just brings the energy. This guy's laying hits on everyone as each shift. He's just, it's like a Derek Bugard, but with some skill, it looks like out there. And uh, I think it's going to create energy for the wild too. So it was a good pick. Um, he's not much of a goal scorer. So if you are a wild fan, don't think he's going to keep scoring every game. He's more of just kind of being a big, tough guy out there. He said, if someone gets hit, I'm dropping the gloves. I want to be there for my teammates. So, Looking forward to that come playoff time. That's all they really need within that is just making sure we got that grit and toughness. So Gloria is going to be a huge move for the wild within that. Um, yeah. And other biggest news, the or the Florida Panthers picked up Claude Giroux and Ben Chirot. So yeah, I know South Florida, like it's go time Panthers, for them. Their the Panthers just get better. Yeah. They keep getting better. there. still don't think they're going to win at all. Uh, but yeah, they, end up getting Claude Drew there and Ben Chirot to add him on the point. Uh, this team's looking scary now with Drew up the middle, especially, I don't know where they're going to place him. I don't know. I think he might've played tonight or tomorrow, but I think with Barkov, Hubdo, they got so many places to put this guy. So Drew's going to be scary in Florida. Ultimately, I thought he was going to go to Colorado. I think he wanted to just kind of go get some vitamin D, go down South, play in Florida, saw his chances with Florida. And that's ultimately where he wanted to go. Uh, it was cool. He ended up playing, exactly a thousand games for the flyers. So I think he's the only person in NHL history play 1000 games with one team. So it's really cool to see they're going to be nuts in the playoffs, but yeah, it's going to be crazy to see what the Panthers do within that. Um, Other news, Hampus Lindholm and ends up going to Boston signs an eight year deal with them as soon as he gets traded over there too. So Boston's making Boston's looking scary, man. Um, They're on a win streak lately. They're looking a lot better than they were a month, month ago. So end up signing Lindholm and in that D man to their point is which they need to. They just had Charlie McAvoy um, who's really solidifying that defense. You're bringing a guy like Lindholm over from Anaheim. They were completely selling on everyone they had. So Bruins, man, they're, they're buzzing right now. They, they got their experience. They kind of, I feel like one or two years left with the core group of guys they got on that team. So looking at some of the younger guys like Lindholm solidify that defense for the next eight years is I thought a great move by Don Sweeney was very annoyed though these guys always make moves like this at the deadline they can never take a year off it's like chill out in boston but um yeah the, the east is gonna be crazy uh we've said it before all the teams are locked up who's gonna make it biz said that the caps are 
not a contender at all. Screw you, Biz. They're going to be a contender. <laughs> all right. They're going to the cup. So that was a one team he said. I was like, okay. I mean, Washington versus Florida, the first round. Yeah, I don't feel confident, but I think their experience could pull it off. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, rooting for your pick, rooting for your pick there, but yeah, uh, I don't know about that because the Panthers just got a lot better too. I don't think it's gonna happen, but you gotta believe. Uh, <laughs> hey, you gotta see stick what with else. your picks though. You gotta stick, you gotta with, stick with my picks. Yeah, at least the Canadians aren't gonna make the playoffs, and I have to shave my head and get a yeah, tattoo. You're chilling. you're chilling. So that'll be good. Um, other news: Max Domi he ends up going to Carolina. I really like that. Carolina's looking nasty too right now. Domi's a small goal scorer can piss people off, get under their skin too. So. I think that's a good fit for the Panthers. He'll make some moves um, on that team as well. Rangers, they made a couple moves. They got Justin Braun and Andrew Kopp. Uh, I had Kopp listed. I think it was going to Boston. Ends up going over to New York too. So I think that's good. They did need another center um, as well with Andrew Kopp um, going to the Rangers too. So I think the Rangers are going to be making some moves on that. Rangers are looking nasty. I don't know. You, that's your pick. They're looking good. They really got with Justin Braun. Oh, they yeah, need another baby. defense too. So they – Made some moves within that. Andrew Kopp was a good pick out at Winnipeg. Um, they'll solidify their center lines. He'll be second or third, I would say, within that. So it's kind of what they were looking for. It's all they really needed um, with all the skilled guys they have. So, yeah, New York's looking to buzz, too. Uh, Blues, Nick Letty, thought that was a really good pickup by them. I thought the Wild may take a run at him. So that's someone the Wild they kind of wanted to take was Letty. They ended up going with Middleton. They just kind of viewed Middleton as more of a size they know Middleton's not going to get produced points and they just want a guy standing in front of flurry and kicking some ass. So that's what they went with Middleton. Letty can score goals. He's quicker. He can move the puck up the ice a lot faster. So I think that'll be a good fit with them in St. Louis. Tori Krug, I think Krug and Letty together is a really scary defensive pair. So ultimately it looks like the wild are going to end up playing the blues in that first round. So that can, uh, it's going to be quite a series there, but. Yeah, Nick Letty, shout out to Eden Prairie, Minnesota, too. Wild also drafted him in the first round and traded him to Chicago. Then Chicago dealt him, so he's been bouncing around. Yeah, he's been um, traveling, man. He's been traveling. And then the Avs get Arturi Lekkinen, I think I said that right, and Andrew Cogolino. Uh Cogs, he's been around the league. He's just got that veteran presence. That's what I feel like they added him for. Arturi's kind of a younger guy, so – um, not that the abs needed anything. I think they were still trying to make moves without getting Drew, So they did want to add some pieces, but I think they were a little disappointed. They didn't get Drew, but they don't need anyone. Their team's an all-star team. And we've talked about the abs a bunch. So got to feel pretty confident what they're going. I did when I was listening to Chicklets though, every team has kind of gone through a slump this year and learned from it and kind of gone from that. The abs have not really played bad at all. And some people are kind of thinking that might up kick you know, bite him in the ass in the playoffs. So, right because they I, haven't slumped and they haven't had to go through it at all, so that they're they're bound to slump in the playoffs. Like if the Abs lost in the first round, I think that would be like one of the craziest playoff stories of the NHL history, other than the 2018 when the Lightning got swept to Columbus. But everybody has the Abs at least going to the Western Conference Finals. So oh, yeah. if they got swept or anything and lost in the first round, that'd go down in history as one of the craziest series ever. So. They just want to add some pieces with that. Um, I think those are two good pickups. They just need to get something, get that presence on the team. Cox is a great personality is what I've heard. So it'll be good for the boys in the locker room for Colorado. Um, Penguins made a big move. They got Ricard Raquel out of Anaheim. Um, but like I said earlier too, the Ducks were selling on all their pieces two months ago. 
they probably won't be doing this. I think they're second in the Pacific, but ultimately they had a lot of free agents going into the year. So had to make some pieces and get some draft picks. They got a bright future coming for Anaheim, but moving Raquel, I think it's going to be pretty nasty with that core of Malkin, Crosby, Gensel, Latang. I think this is the last year for Pittsburgh, just with that group of guys to make a run. So they wanted to get Raquel. Maybe we had rumors of them getting flurry, but ended up going with the offensive guy and flurries in Minnesota. So that'll be sweet for us. And then last one I had here was the Leafs get Mark Giordano. Um, Biz was pissed. They didn't get flurry as well too, but Giordano's a stud. I had him going back to Calgary. Uh, Calgary wasn't looking for him, I guess. So Leafs got their defensive guy. He's been in the league forever. We know what he can do. Big dude on the back end. So that's what the Leafs need. Ultimately they did need a goaltender, but this is the next piece they could have added was just getting that defensive kind of stopping the people with going at the goaltender. So I think that was a great move for the Leafs. Also shout out the Leafs. You see those Justin Bieber jerseys they were wearing tonight. Oh yeah. The Drew the Drew house. Pretty nasty. So, yeah. That was pretty nasty for the, the Leafs. So it was good for them. I like those jerseys, but yeah, that's just some trade news I had around the league. Um, playoffs going to be coming up here. Like we said, so, so you think looking forward to that. You think the Eastern, I feel I feel like the similarities between the Eastern Conference and the NHL and the NBA are pretty close. Like just kind of like gonna be an all-out brawl in the playoffs, right? I mean, any team yeah. can kind of win it at this point. Um, you can have your favorites, like Panthers made some moves, you know, Hurricanes made some moves, but like, you know, I just feel like with the Western Conference and the NBA and the NHL, like it's the Suns and it's the Abs, right? And nobody can really debate that right now. In the Eastern Conference for both both sports, it's kind of a toss-up and um, yeah, it's going to be shootout in the East for both, you know, and I feel like so much of it too, is comes down to like matchups, you know, like you could be a better team arguably, but maybe that team matches up against you, you know, like when it comes to the heat, nobody wants to play the heat in the first round defensive by a team. What are, who are the, some of the teams in this Eastern conference that you feel like nobody would want to run into in the first round? Are you saying the East who I want to play in? Yeah. Like who right would now, you want to play? Boston. Just the way that Boston's playing too. And like I said earlier, it's kind of the way that teams go through those slumps and kind of learn from it. That's what Boston was going through. I just think they're picking up so much speed right now. And adding a guy like Lindholm is going to be a great fit for them too. So I think the, yeah, dude, I think they the Bruins could be, I could see the Bruins beating the Panthers. I could, that, it, just with the history in Boston too, and all that core guys, especially Bergeron, Marshawn, all those guys too. So Boston's a very scary team. I'd rather play Toronto than Boston right now. Do you think Boston has the goaltending though? I mean, I feel like that's like Swayman's look good. I know that no could kill them with that experience. Though, right? Yeah, that's true. But then they had uh, Olmark from Buffalo. He's yeah. kind of but older side, but doesn't have really that playoff experience. But just the way of that core group of guys has been there, and we all know what right. Boston's been for the last five years, ten years. So um, ultimately, you got to score goals, but you got to save them too. So I don't know. At Boston's very scary to me. How about you? No, and I, I I agree. I think that's one of those teams, too, like you said, peaking at the right time. We'll, we'll see how the rest of the season finishes off, but that's a tough tar- team coming out of the wild card. Um, you know, they give me – you know, it's funny, both of these, you know, the Celtics and the Bruins right now are being, you know, incredibly hot and playing uh, with some with some serious fire. And, um, again, I, you know, not that this is like a – a really shot in the dark, but I just feel like with Tampa Bay again, like going back to them, you know, I think I picked them last week as, as my team that, you know, come out of the East if I wasn't picking the Rangers, but it just feels like 
you know, these teams are so tight points wise and, and, and pretty much everybody made a move in the East. It feels like of some sort. Um, but Tampa, Tampa kind of stuck with their guns a little bit and, and they know what they have and, you know, they're back to back. They have the experience. Um, Tampa's kind of a rocking place to play. Um, I feel Tampa like sick. that team coming out of the third, third spot in the Atlantic is, is not what you want to see in the first round of point either. So, um, make it easy, make it three Pete, but right. I just think we're telling ourselves that it's not going to happen because three pitting so tough in any sport. Right. So everyone's just holding that to them, but they might just tell us to screw off and end up going winning another <laughs> Stanley cup. So I don't know. I feel I'd be more confident, obviously, in Tampa than Florida. So, um, yeah, scariest team to play right now, I think, in my opinion, is Boston. But maybe the Caps figure it out at Washington. Be cool. <laughs> well, and I think, you know, part of me is really hoping for Toronto to, to make some sort of run just so they can get that monkey off their back so that Matthews and Marner and Nylander and those guys have a, a little bit different story around their, uh, their career. Because I feel like right now it's just like a lot of disappointment in Toronto and whether or not you're a Toronto fan or not, I just like, you know, maybe if Toronto's your rival, you, you don't want to be a Toronto fan, but I'm saying in general, like it would be nice to see those guys at least get some sort of playoff run playoff experience deep into the postseason. Um, yeah. Get to the conference final. Yeah. I mean, they got to get out of the first round. With it's just like team, the McDavid situation. Yeah. I mean, you just, these guys are too good not to, not to have an in, in, you know, intense playoff games, you know, with games on the line in the third period of a tie game and Matthews has the puck. And those are just situations that like, you know, I feel like some guys never get to, I understand that's a team sport, but like it, it just, this curse and, and this monkey on Toronto's back of the first round exits is, is tough. And it doesn't look like it's going to be an easy route. You know, in the past they've had, much easier routes for sure. You know, like it was, you know, they got matched up with Montreal last year and Montreal wasn't supposed to be that good, but then Montreal always plays tough and, you know, it was in a bubble. So, you know, the home court or home field advantage, home rink advantage for Toronto, but yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they can get a win. Yeah. Once again, shout out to Billy G really excited for the wild to have going in the playoffs. Hopefully they can kind of make a magical run there. Excited to see what Fleury does. Hopefully he doesn't shit the bed after all the hype here and kind of yeah. Talbot goes nuts. But I mean, if we can have that one, two punch of just those guys playing outstanding going in the playoffs, that'd be unbelievable. So yeah, really looking forward to the playoffs. Um, I felt like too with, with him is, is the moves that they made, they made moves that felt like, Hey, we're, we're going for it. But yep. We're also not screwed if we don't, you know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't like, Hey, here are all our chips. We're moving future picks we're going all in, we're moving young talent. Um, you know, like this, this roster could definitely be another force next year. You know, it, it'll look a little different, I'm sure with some contracts, but like, to me, it felt like he filled the spots we needed to fill, but also not giving up too much and like getting those pieces filled for like the smallest price that he could have. It felt like, you know, yeah, he moved picks he moved guys. He got Yost at a, you know, a, a small price. I felt like who he has a lot of potential. And we talked about that lot last, last episode. So I think, I think uh, wild fans should be excited for sure. Dude, shout out to 
the whole state of Minnesota right now with all the sports teams, honestly. Ball. Even we can go with like the Billy G, um, the Twins, the Vikings. Everyone's just being aggressive right now, which I feel like the state hasn't had in the last 10 right. years. We've kind of just stayed put with the guys we've had and just took it easy and we're going to develop these guys. But man, this offseason for all the Minnesota teams have just been, un- we're making pushes, man. We're making some moves. That's big time. Even if they don't turn out, that's what I was saying. I was like, I just want to see that aggressiveness out of our front office and just making right, these pushes we, and trying to get had, people to come yeah. here. We've never had that. I mean, we're a small market here out of all the leagues we play in. So it's good to see people come to Minnesota and just grab at people's attention. So I'm excited. Um, it's going to look cool. I kind of have some news too. We got some MLB talk. I feel like a lot of free agency has gone on um, in the world of MLB too. I just want to jump in that. Carlos Correa, come to the Twins. Sick. Can't believe that happened. That was passed out. I got a notification that we got Carlos Correa. Uh, honestly, didn't like the guy last year. I thought he was crazy with that whole team. I didn't like anyone on the Astros. So, Fair. but unbelievable at shortstop. So excited to see Correa be a, come to- a, a Pat Bev type of guy where I feel like a lot of people hated Pat Bev, but now he's a Timberwolf. Everybody loves him, you know? Yeah. So that's going to be set. Hopefully he's good. We need that uh, a shortstop. I thought we were going to get Trevor Story. He ultimately ends up going to Boston. He's wearing his Red Sox jersey today. It looks like he's played in Boston for 12 years already. Um, but, yeah, that's crazy news within MLB free agency. Chris Bryant went to the Rockies. Freddie Freeman of the Braves. Jesus, Los Angeles, just take a day off for once. And then Castellanos to the Phillies. So, MLB's buzzing. Freddie Freeman, Freddie Freeman to the Dodgers. Or Dodgers, excuse me. Yes, I had yeah. a typo on that. He's back to the Dodgers. Um, yeah, L.A. gets everyone. So, just a little MLB news crazy. in that. Um March Madness. I know your mom wanted us to talk some college basketball. Made sure to put that on there. Uh, shout out to Iowa State. Sweet 16 this weekend. Had them. Suck on them. that, Wisconsin. We yeah. beat the Badgers. So that was Badgers, huge. baby. Uh, Iowa State plays Miami, the Hurricanes, at 9 o'clock on Friday night. If we win that, Elite Eight against the winner of Providence in Kansas. I can't believe Iowa State would be two wins away from the Final Four when we won two games last year. Eleven so. seed, right? 11 seed, man. Shout out to the clones. Shout out to Ames, Iowa. It's a lovely place. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be crazy. I am doing well in my bracket challenge. Yeah. I mean, pick Gonzaga. So my final four was Gonzaga, Purdue, Arizona, Auburn. Lost Auburn, but still got Arizona, Gonzaga in the final. I got Gonzaga winning. Yeah, I had, uh, be, I had yeah. Illinois in the final four, so that one hurt. Yeah, they suck. But uh, I got Kansas winning it all, so that's still looking good. My final four is Texas Tech, Purdue, Illinois, and Kansas. So I still got three out of the four. Yeah, it's going to be a big uh, weekend Texas basketball. Tech against Duke is going to be crazy. So hopefully uh, Texas Tech can pull off a win and uh, stop this little Coach K run because nobody wants that anyways. Yeah, I got a lot of money going into these groups too, so that'd be really cool if Gonzaga won. You want a little pot, like New putter or something maybe. I don't oh. even think I need a new putter. Really excited to go golfing golf next week, man. I'm pumped. Yeah. Unreal. Um, I haven't got, got it out yet. Don't have had a, here. some other news here. I had a little some notes on my phone. I have to give a shout out to one of my friends, Nikki Six. She wanted me to bring this up to you. What do you think on Kylie Jenner naming her kid Wolf and then taking that name away? Did you see that? Oh no. So Kylie Jenner named her. She had, she had a boy named him she Wolf. Had another kid. Yeah, she's got she got a second kid. Like just recently, Re- I think yeah, she had one of those like crazy Instagrams. Who, she, like, who's, the, the who's the dad? It's Travis Scott. 
Oh, okay. Are they still dating? But they named the kid Wolf, and then she came out last week saying we're not naming him Wolf anymore. What is it? What's the name? No idea. It's unknown now. Unknown. Wait, is, the, is the baby like alive and breathing? Yeah, like, is it it's out alive. Of they have two kids, but now it doesn't have a name. Doesn't have a name. How? Well, uh, I don't get that. I've never heard of that. I mean, Wolf is Wolf is kind of a sick name, but like, I kind of like Wolf, dude, and I feel like that fits with that family. But also, like Wolf is like much more of like a nickname, like to just straight up name your kid Wolf, like first name Wolf. Like, what was be what, what's the middle name? Like, imagine you just give them a, like a normal ass middle name. It's like Wolf Joe Jenner. Like, that's that true. sounds weird. I hope they name him like Bruce. We got that's their dad. Oh god, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Okay. Yeah, probably not Bruce Jenner. They won't name him Bruce. No. That, didn't, um, that was bad. But you gotta like, if you're gonna name him Wolf, you gotta have a crazy middle name too. Like wolf skin, like I don't know. Yeah, wolf, do. te- wolf teeth. It's got to be something cool. Yeah, wow, well, I didn't know. I, I didn't hear that. I'm That's good. That's how we had to bring it up. As uh, we got a lot of ideas coming with this podcast. We got some social media coming out, hopefully in the future. So, some big moves coming with Circle in the Sewer here. Yeah, we're growing a little bit. We just had our uh, recently had our five hundredth download view thing. Did so we? uh, we're growing. We're growing um we're on yeah. uh apple podcast now i saw oh yeah well we've been on both we've been on both uh we got spotify and apple podcast but uh i pretty much only tweet the spotify links because i'm a spotify guy myself um but apple podcasts Same. are free too so either one works but um yeah well we uh appreciate the listens the follows and the another great and, episode man yeah absolutely uh coming but, to you next week that'll be a get day, Get out of the snow. It's like, come on, thirty-five well, and snowing. We'll have to try to do this in a uh, person. Yeah, we could do a little, is it like a pop-up. Or yeah, a yeah, live we'll stream. Do it, uh, do it outside, maybe catch some uh, some nature sounds in the background. Oh, I'm gonna get tan. Oh get tan yeah, and be golfing. I'm pumped. Oh, I'll yeah, come see you. Awesome. Knock on your door. I'm like surprise, surprise. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it, folks. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you later. Peace. I don't want to work. I want to